Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Let's have some fun. And it is going to be a night tonight. Joe Biden just gave a press conference, and I'm going to get to that in just a second. If you missed it, don't worry. I'm going to have the stupid parts, the questions, the yelling. It's all going to be there. We have my friend James Lindsay an hour and a half from now to break down the similarities between what Mao did and critical race theory. We have all kinds of stuff on the show tonight. Russia, Ukraine, emails, phone calls, everything else. But first, I think I need to be very, very honest with you. As you know, I often am. I watched the Joe Biden speech. And like you, I shook my head. I rubbed my forehead, I texted my friends, I laughed, I rolled my eyes, and right before the show, I was essentially just, couldn't get the smile off my face, it was just going to be you, me, sitting here riffing, making fun of our idiotic president, that's all, that's all we were going to do, and then Joe Biden, Joe Biden decided to make this Part of his press conference, so full disclosure, we're going to do something a little different. I'm in a little bit of a different mood now, and yeah, we're going to laugh, but you might have to wait 10 minutes on that because Joe Biden chose to say this today. There is no way to get out of Afghanistan after 20 years easily. Not possible, no matter when you did it. And I make no apologies for what I did. I make... No apologies for what I did. Sergeant Johanny Rosario Picardo. Sergeant Nicole L.G. Staff Sergeant Darren T. Hoover. Corporal Hunter Lopez. Corporal Dagan W. Page. Corporal Umberto A. Sanchez, 
Lance Corporal David L. Espinoza, Lance Corporal Jared M. Schmitz, Lance Corporal Riley J. McCollum, Lance Corporal Dylan R. Marola, Lance Corporal Kareem N. Nikau, Navy Corpsman Maxton W. Soviak, Staff Sergeant Ryan C. Naus. Those 13 names I just read, their mothers never get to hold them again. We just had Christmas. You gathered around the tree with your family. Opened presents, probably ate, laughed. Maybe you read uh, the biblical story. Maybe you played board games. Maybe you went to the movies. Their parents, none of them. Got to do that with them this year. In fact, they'll never get to do that with them ever again. Do you know why those 13 people are now dead and they'll never have more children? They'll never bounce a grandchild on their knee. They'll never have long careers in something. They'll never take a a family vacation to the beach, just them and wife and five kids. They'll never be mothers and fathers. Do you want to know why? Because of Joe Biden. And Joe Biden doesn't make any apologies for it. I am doing the best I can to stay calm right now because the last time I did this, I ended up about popping a blood vessel on the air. But let's just make sure we we recap this. And no, I'm not going to let it go. And I know there's a bunch of the rest of the press conference I can get to. And I know I'm supposed to be talking about his idiotic takes on Ukraine and, and how he's not overcompensating and build back better. And I know I'm supposed to be talking about all of that. But I'm thinking about 13 warriors dead because of this piece of crap who's in the White House right now. Joe Biden, no one else. Joe Biden said, leave Afghanistan. Well, uh, should we secure the prisoners? No. Well, should we get our civilians out first? No. Screw it. I got bad poll numbers. We need to leave Afghanistan. And he pulled us out of there. And then, of course, the country collapses. And may I remind you, that piece of crap who's senile with dementia, packed it up and went to Delaware to vacation with that loser wife of his, that elder elder abusing loser wife of his. That's what he did when Afghanistan was falling. And then he saw more bad poll numbers and decided he didn't like those. So he decides to pack up a bunch of Marines and Army and corpsmen, and he sends them right back into the maw. Only he doesn't send them to a military base, Bagram, where they can be relatively safe and secure. He has them standing there like idiots in the middle of a ditch out in front of a normal airport where they got surrounded by a bunch of Afghanis trying to escape the murderous horde we just let take over the country, and then an, an ISIS loser who we just sprung free from the military base I just brought up to you. We handed him the keys and walked out. He put on a suicide vest and went and incinerated himself and killed 13 of our warriors. Oh, you're not sorry? 
You don't make any apologies? No, no, I don't even know why I'm mad. I don't even know why I'm surprised. I know you're not sorry, you piece of filth, because when those warriors, when their bodies, what was left of them, were returned home, and the caskets came out of the back of the plane, covered in American flags, and their parents were standing there sobbing. <sighs> As their sons and daughters rolled out the back of a plane, Joe Biden checked his watch. Joe Biden stood there in front of parents who've lost everything, and he checked his watch. He had someplace better to be. So I am sorry for getting a little loud. You know I don't normally do that on the show. We laugh. We have fun. We're going to do that the rest of the show. I'm going to let this go. I'm not going to let this consume the show tonight. I don't like putting you in a bad mood. I don't like being in a bad mood. There's enough bad news out there. But you're not sorry? You have no apologies to make? You have nothing to say to the men and women who signed up to serve this country, strapped on a uniform, and you tossed them away like they were rats without a second thought. And then apparently, if I'm to believe what comes out of Joe Biden's mouth, apparently, shoot, you haven't lost a wink of sleep over it. There is no way to get out of Afghanistan after 20 years easily. Not possible, no matter when you did it. And I make no apologies for what I did. No apologies? Do you remember what I've been telling you lately? And there's going to be a lot more of this tonight, and I swear we're going to start laughing here in a couple minutes, but do you remember what I've been telling you lately about something that really, really confuses me about communists? You know I know plenty about them, but one thing I don't understand is I don't genuinely understand how you can get to a place where there's no humanity left, where there's no actual empathy. There's no, there's not a second thought to your fellow man. And I say that as someone who doesn't have feelings. And I say that as someone who struggles with sympathy and empathy. I say that as a cold hearted jerk. I admit that even I can't wrap my mind around losing 13 warriors because of my own decision-making decision-making that was done purely in the interest of politics and not caring at all. Not even, not even a moment? You're staring in the eyes of mothers and fathers, weeping. You took everything from them. And that doesn't stir anything in you? I have said it before, and I will say it again. I don't know how communists get the way they get. I don't know how Joe Biden got this way. I don't know how the communist filth that surrounds Joe Biden got this way, but they're all missing pieces of themselves human beings are supposed to have. God made you with these pieces inside of you, and that they don't have them anymore? Something went wrong. Something is deeply wrong with these people. 
I'm going to let that go. Now we're going to talk about the rest of it. We're going to laugh. We're going to talk about what went right, what went wrong. Not a lot went right. We're going to have a great show tonight. Like I said, my friend James Lindsay's going to give us a little history lesson. Randy might even talk a little more Korean War tonight. Someone has questions about China and Korea. We're going to get to all that tonight on the Jesse Kelly Show. Now, let me tell you something. I tell you all the time to put your money where your morals are. And I tell you that I'm trying to be better at that, too. And I want you to understand you're never getting any judgment out of me because I fail at that time and time again. I go to that Hollywood movie and I come home and find out, oh, this actor said this and I hate myself. I, I, I know. I know. Isn't the cell phone bill the easiest way we can solve that? Because when you switch from... Verizon or T-Mobile or AT&T, you're switching one from a company who hates your freaking guts to a company that loves this country. Their CEO is a Vietnam veteran. They love America so much, all their customer service is here in America. When you talk to someone at Pure Talk, right here in America, you don't sacrifice coverage and you save a fortune. Average family saves over $800 a year. From your cell phone right now, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's pound 250. Say Jesse Kelly. Switch to Pure Talk. Feeling a little stocky? Follow, like, and subscribe on social at Jesse Kelly DC. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. All right, that's enough of that. That's enough of that. In case you missed the beginning, I... uh. Got a little upset. I apologize for that. I'm okay now. The president not apologizing for anything when it comes to Afghanistan is just one of those things that that gets to me. But I realized something here. Tonight is one of those nights where I get to be journalist Jesse. Chris, don't roll your eyes. You see, Joe Biden's press conference just happened. Normally, I'm at the back end of the day. You've already heard all the analysis on all the news of the day or whatnot. There's a good chance... I'm bringing you the news for the first time. What, Chris? I'm a journalist now, okay? Yes, yes, I am. I'm a journalist. I expect a Pulitzer for this, or is it Pulitzer? I've heard it say both ways. It's, 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 it doesn't matter. Look, I'm a journalist. I'll decide how it's said, Chris. So allow me to present you with how the Joe Biden press conference went today. Uh, I'm, I'm going to play a bunch of different cuts. Don't worry. I'm sure you missed it. Journalist Jesse will be here for you bringing it to you, but... This is uh, this is really a great, great summary of how the day went. Here was Joe Biden. He started out with some speech. It's like 12 minutes long. And he, of course, was reading it off the teleprompter and not reading it well. And that's before he went to questions. But uh, here's how the day went. ...is up. Uh, your signature domestic legislation is stalled in Congress. In a few hours from now, the Senate, uh, an effort in the Senate to deal with voting rights and voting, uh, voting reform legislation is going to fail. COVID-19 is still taking the lives of 1,500 Americans every day. And the nation's divisions are just as raw as they were a year ago. Did you overpromise to the American public what you could achieve in your first year in office? And how do you plan to course correct going forward? Why are you such an optimist? Look, I didn't overpromise. And what I have probably... Uh, outperform what anybody thought would happen. The fact of the matter is that uh, we're in a situation where uh, we have made enormous progress. It's getting better. Okay. I love the confidence, too. <laughs> Look, the truth is we, we, 
we made huge progress, right? <laughs> huge progress. And he went on. There were a lot of specifics in there, but we went on. This is Biden. For example, like I said, you have a circumstance where people are paying more for a pound of hamburger meat than they ever paid. Well, okay. All right. And this is this was the part. I mean, this is not the part that's going to get the most play everywhere else. But this is one of those things that really, really, really stood out to me. And I'll, you know what? Just play it, Chris, and I'll tell you why it stood out to me. The bottom line, if price increases are what you're worried about, the best answer is my Build Back Better plan. This is why that stood out to me so much. And I, I'm going to get to He talked about Russia and Ukraine and, oh, gosh, he might have signed us up for World War III. We'll get to that in a minute. But this is why that part stood out to me. Look, if you're worried about prices, that's why Build Back Better. We all run a danger of something. We're all in danger of something. You are. I am. Chris is. Everybody. Everyone you know, we're all in danger of something. We're all in danger of seeking out comfort so much that we we lose our edge and we lose our connection to the real world. And here's what I mean by that. As you move through life, this is, uh, this is something you obviously know. As you move through life, you eventually move yourself physically sometimes, mentally almost definitely, into places where you're comfortable. I mean, I brag about having done this. I tell you to do this. Move to a red state, right? But it's more than a red state. Not only do I live in a red state of Texas that shares my values, I don't live in Houston itself. I could. Right? I could get an apartment or something down here. I'm sure I could maybe afford something in this town. But I'm in the suburbs. Why? Well, they share my values out there. It's safer out there. I'm around people who own a lot of guns. I'm around people who think like me. So I've created my own bubble of some kind. I eat where I want to eat. I hang out with who I want to hang out with. I work with who I want to work with. And you're very similar. This is the, what you go through too, right? This is... This is what we want out of life. We want the freedom to surround ourselves with the people we want and only the people we want. That's what we all want in life. But that gets awfully, awfully dangerous. That's what the Biden administration has done. That's what, honestly, that's what so many of the powers that be who run this country have done. And it's made it so, setting aside the right versus left or communism, anti-communism, Republican, Democrat, set all that stuff aside for a minute. Beyond that, what it's done is it's made them so out of touch because they live in the most insulated bubble in the world. And they're so deep within that bubble, there's not even a way for them to reach outside of it and touch anything that's real. Because if you're part of the system, if you're Joe Biden, Joe Biden's press secretary, if you're a university professor, if you're a CNN anchor, if you're, if you're any one of these people, if you're an actor, if you're, if you're LeBron James, if, if you're any one of these people, you live in a world entirely of make-believe that you've constructed for yourself and you don't have any way to connect with people on a level where they even think you understand them. Joe Biden is in free fall as a president. I have never in my lifetime seen approval numbers drop this rapidly. In the first 
year. He's supposed to be in the honeymoon phase. The honeymoon phase. He's so unpopular, he just visited Georgia, and the Democrat running for governor there chose not to come see him, said there was a scheduling conflict. She said that to the president of the United States of America. Oh, Joe's in town? Oh, gosh. You know, I would love to make it today, but there is a buffet special at Sizzler, and I just can't postpone that. Sorry, Joe. This is not a man who has the political capital to stand up in front of the country and say, okay, you can't afford stuff. I get it. But hey, just pass my bill. Have you heard about Build Back Better? This is not a human being with the luxury of politics right now. This is a human being in trouble. I'm not done on that. Hang on. Let me ask a rhetorical question. No, I won't. Anyway. <laughs> it is the Jesse Kelly show. And man, that that didn't go very well at all. That was just a little snippet of Joe Biden's presser from today. In case you're wondering, we didn't pause the audio. That was that was the president of the United States of America. And let me ask you a rhetorical question. Actually, never mind. Anyway, do you remember? Do you remember when Donald Trump was president and he would just stroll right up to reporters totally impromptu every day and he would just let all these communist journalists ask him questions? Do you remember that? I want you to know something. I appreciated that a lot. Probably the most open presidency, possibly even too open, but probably the most open presidency I've ever seen in my life. But you do understand. That's the bare minimum you should expect out of the president of the United States of America. After Joe Biden finished his little speech today about how great everything was going, he decided to start taking questions. It's not probably going to come across on the radio, but what you're going to hear here is Joe Biden opening up his binder and asking his first question, just like all the rest, from a pre-approved list. Um, the uh, uh, Allison Harris, please. <laughs> and didn't even do that well with that. It didn't, frankly, do that well with that at all. This is a presidency in very deep trouble because this is a presidency so deep in the bubble they can't see anything. And this happens. Look, this happens, honestly, this happens to a lot of people, especially in the communist circles these days, especially people part of the system because they control so much of it. Think about this. You, the values you have, your value system, how many times a day and how many different ways do you have to encounter something that runs counter to the value system you have? That movie you watched, how was the messaging there? The music you listened to, How are those websites you browse looking for the news? What's the media have to say? Your kids at school, you see what I mean? If you're somebody in any realm of of the right, you are constantly, 24 hours a day, well, except when you're sleeping, when when you're not sleeping, you're encountering 
an ideology that's foreign to yours. You're being challenged about what you think all day long. If you're Joe Biden, Jen Psaki, White House Chief of Staff Ron Klain, if you're Nancy Pelosi, if you're any of these people, Don Lemon at CNN, you never, ever, ever encounter a voice from the right unless you're purposely seeking it out. Now, that creates a comfortable existence, doesn't it? Life's good, baby. Everyone agrees with me. But, man, you make yourself wildly out of touch. The Biden administration doesn't have the luxury of politicking now, and they don't seem to understand it at all. If you're worried about prices, my build back better is your answer. Is that what he had to say to families making decisions right now about which groceries they will or won't buy? The bottom line, if price increases are what you're worried about, the best answer is my build back better plan. Of course, that's a bald-faced lie in every family. It doesn't take a hardcore Republican to acknowledge, okay, well, that's ridiculous. Obviously, his bill isn't going to lower my prices. How can you be so out of touch to not know families are sitting down as I'm speaking across America, and they're figuring out, should we cut cable? Um Hey, is there any way, I know your brother sells insurance, is there any way he can get us a lower rate or we might have to sell one of the cars? Uh, uh, you know, I don't know if we're going to allow little Aiden, Jaden, and Braden to join track this year. That costs about 500 bucks a kid. Uh, honey, I just don't know if the math is there. Do you think you could take another job? Do they not have any idea that's how people are living? Because of inflation, everybody got a, a pay cut, a 7% pay cut, if not more this year. Because of inflation, we have empty shelves. We have real crisis out there. But they're all so separated from the real world, from how real people live, they don't know what it's like. You know one time when I was a kid, my dad had to take one of his guns and sell it at a pawn shop so we could eat that month? That's not crazy. That's what families go through. Do they have no idea about that at all? Is there nobody even close to this administration who can explain, uh, buddy, we don't, we don't want to hear about Build Back Better. The country never hears from the president of the United States of America. We would love to hear an inspiring message of unity. We'd love to hear how everyone's going to come together again. Instead... Instead, Joe Biden gets mad at a reporter who calls him out for his division. Do you remember? I want to point this out. Do you remember last week? Chris, play number 14. Do you remember last week when Joe Biden gave a speech about his, quote, voting rights, which is a Democrat cheating bill, and he basically called everyone who stood against him a racist? How do you want to be remembered? At consequential moments in history, they present a choice. Do you want to be the side, the side of Dr. King? Or George Wallace? Do you want to be in the side of John Lewis or Bull Connor? Do you want to be in the side of Abraham Lincoln or Jefferson Davis? This is the moment to decide to defend our elections, to defend our democracy. Okay, you heard what he just said. Now remember, this is not a guy soaring at 70% popularity who can just pop off at the mouth anything he wants. You heard what he said. 
So a reporter, to his credit, and this reporter looked like he was about 12, stood up today and asked, uh, what about that speech? You dispute the characterization that you called folks who would oppose those voting bills um, as being Bull Connor or George Wallace, but you said that they would be sort of in the, the same camp. No, uh, I didn't say that. Look what I said. Go back and read what I said and tell me if you think I called anyone who voted on the side of the position taken by Bull Connor that they were Bull Connor. And that is an interesting reading in English. You, you, I assume you got into, into journalism because you like to write. So did you expect that that would work with Senators Manchin or, or Cinema? Um, no, here's argument? the thing. There's certain things that are so consequential. You have to speak from your heart as well as your head. I was speaking out forcefully on what I think to be at stake. That's what it is. And by the way, no one, no one forgets who was on the side of King or verse on or Bull Connor. No one not done that. The history books will note it. And when I was making the case, don't think this is a freebie. You don't get to vote this way and then somehow it goes away. This will be stick with you the rest of your career and long after you're gone. I think we understand why he doesn't give press conferences. And you know what? Credit to the reporter. I can't believe I'm saying that for ignoring the president scolding you on national TV and moving right along. Just, uh, well, I mean, that's kind of what you said. that, That is okay. So it's not what you said. But listen, again, Joe Biden, because of the staff around him and because he's addled with dementia, Joe Biden doesn't seem to understand, brother, you don't have the political capital to start shouting at everybody now. I don't know who exactly you think you are. I realize you've been a weapons-grade jerk to everybody in Washington for 40 years. You're now no longer the bell of the ball. Everyone hates your guts. Better learn how to wake up, all right? All right, we got more Joe Biden tonight. I'll actually take some phone calls tonight, 877-377-4373. We're going to get to emails. We still have James Lindsay coming up to talk communism, that and much, much more. But first, as you get older, I will tell you something. Your energy level changes. Your mood changes. And a lot of that, fellas, is, hey, you're not young anymore. You're not 20 anymore. But you don't have to just accept, well, I'm getting older. The Patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, they have natural herbal supplements. And I want to stress that, natural herbal supplements. Not a bunch of chemical, medical filth that they're squirting into your body. They know testosterone levels are at an all-time low. They know we need stronger men than ever. And I'm telling you, this stuff is awesome. Been taking it for over two months. My The difference in my energy and focus is unreal. And they have now a stack for you, STAQ, so you don't have to go hunt around the website for all the different things you should buy. Go to choq.com and get the male vitality stack for 30% off with the promo code JESSE. Chalk.com, male vitality stack, promo code JESSE. Truth. Attitude. Jesse Kelly. It is the 
the Jesse Kelly Show, painfully cutting in on the Eagles, Chris. Painfully cutting in on the Eagles. Remember, we got James Lindsay coming up about 45 minutes from now. He's one of these communist experts, so you know I love having him on. He was talking about the overlap between things Mao did in China and things that Black Lives Matter is doing today. You're going to find it fascinating. I found it extremely fascinating. In fact, we'll actually do a little. You know what? We're going to take a quick break in about 10 minutes from all this Biden stuff. Don't worry, I'll get back to it. And we're going to talk a little bit of China history because I have a sneaking suspicion that's going to matter here in the coming years. (laughs) Gosh. All right. Now, Joe Biden had this to say today, and I have quite a bit to say about this. Well, listen for yourself. Speaking of voting rights legislation, if this isn't passed, do you still believe the upcoming election will be fairly conducted and its results will be legitimate? Well, it all depends on uh, whether or not we're able to make the case to the American people that some of this is being set up to try to alter the outcome of the election. Look, no matter how hard they make it for minorities to vote, I think you're going to see them willing to stand in line and, and defy the attempt to keep them from being able to vote. I think you're going to see the people we're trying to keep from being able to show up, showing up and making the sacrifice that needs to be made in order to change the law back to what it should be. Okay, well, that's the president of the United States of America. You just heard him in his own words saying, I mean, look, if, if, if we lose, if, if, look, if we lose and this bill doesn't pass, it's, it's not going to be fair. I'm going to say something, and it's going to make me sound like a bad person, but I'm going to say it anyway because I am a bad person, and you know that already. Therefore, it's honestly, it's, it's unburdening when you're just willing to admit, I'm a bad person. But come right back to this. Please me. It's going to tie in. I saw something about the January 6th committee recently. You know that stupid sham committee trying to make Republicans out to all be domestic terrorists? And it's got nothing but Democrats on there and a bunch of losers. And the Democrat activists are asking the January 6th committee, hey, are you going to subpoena other Republican congressmen and drag them before you and make them answer questions? And the rumor, this is a rumor going around D.C., is they're not. Now, why? Well, the rumor going around D.C. is they're worried if they drag Republicans before their committee, subpoena them and drag them before their committee, When Republicans take power, they will turn around and do the exact same thing back to Democrats. There is this way of thinking out there that the West, which understandably the West is very Christian, and people have gotten Christianity so mixed up they think it means to be Christian to never retaliate, to never fight back because they're worried about, you know, you'll hear like, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, that kind of thing. Um. One, that's not biblical at all. Never retaliate at all. Two, that's how you keep them off you lots of the time. What am I talking about? Here's what I'm talking about. Over half the country believes last election was fraudulent. They believe the election was stolen. I think the number is 59%. The number is like 74% of Republicans. And I'm not going to go into all my thoughts on that again, but I will simply say this. I love that most of the country thinks the election was fraudulent. Why? It's not because I think it was. I mean, I kind of do, but we're not going into that right now. It's not because I think it was. It's because I remember for four years after 2016, 
I'm old enough to remember Donald Trump was a Russian agent, Russian collusion, Russia hacked the voting machines, Russia stole the election. He's not a legitimate president. President Russia, President Putin, four years, they questioned the election because they lost. And the second we lost and they won, they ran out there and said, safest and fairest election ever, guys. Don't you question it or you hate democracy. And they're already previewing what their messaging is going to be for the upcoming election when they take a beating, a curb stomping in the midterms. What's the messaging going to be? Voter suppression, probably stolen. Oh, they stole it. Do I like that we live in a country now where one side thinks the other side cheated after every election? No, I don't love that at all. However, we must, absolutely must, play the game. We must retaliate. Even if I didn't think the election was obviously a little wishy-washy at best, I would still want everyone in America to think the election was stolen. Why? Because they just did it to me. And that's how we have to learn to play. We are not in a nice game. We are in a game against vicious, committed communists who would happily watch you die, who would happily kill you if it meant winning. Oh, Jesse, that's way over the top. That's hyperbole. Headline, man with a kidney failure removed from the transplant list because he's unvaccinated. Oh, sorry. His name's... Shamgar Connors, sorry, Mr. Connors. Oh, we had you on the list and we were going to give you a kidney, but I mean, you didn't get the vaccine we wanted, so just go home and die. Oh, I'm sorry. Does it make it better that they say it in white lab coats and they use big words? I don't think that makes it any better at all. We are fighting monsters. And when you fight monsters, you must hit back or just stand there and let the monster eat you. I choose not to be eaten without a fight. If I have to go down the throat, well, that sounded really bad, Chris. I wish I could put that differently. But if I have to get eaten, I'm going to make someone hurt on the way down. I promise you that. We must play this game now. Democrats have already signaled this new insane party. They questioned the last election they lost for four years. When they take a stomping in the midterms, they're going to question the fairness of elections. They're going to go coast to coast and tell everybody this was Jim Crow. They hate you when they lose in 2024, Lord willing. They're going to say the same thing. Republicans cheated. No election integrity. We're all going to play that game now. I'm going to question every ele- every election Democrats win forever until they decide we've had enough of that. Let's stop doing this. As long as we're playing the game, I intend to play the game. And I'll tell you something else. I intend to do it meaner and more vicious than they do. That's what I intend to do. I intend to win. Do you? 877-377-4373. I will finally take some phone calls tonight. We're going to talk a little bit of history next, too. That's going to be a good time. Let me talk to you about something else real quick. If you're in a timeshare and you can't get out of it, don't feel dumb. I hear that from people all the time when they email in. Oh, I feel so stupid. It's the norm. Lots of these timeshare companies, they get you roped in, 
and then the annual fees, they never stop, and they never let you out. Even after you're done using the property, they never let you out. And in some cases, the fees have doubled. People want out. Good, you can get out now. Just call Lone Star Transfer. They guarantee the release of all liability to your timeshare. They guarantee it in writing and in a specific time frame. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau for a reason. Lone Star Transfer will be there. 844-310-2646-844-310-2646. Don't feel dumb. Call Lone Star Transfer. They will get you out of that timeshare today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Jesse Kelly show and we will actually get to some phone calls this hour. I swear we'll get to some more by Nadio. I'm pretty sure he started World War Three tonight. So we'll have to get to that here. I'll get to that in about 10 minutes from now. Email. I'm 13 years old. Please don't think I'm not important enough for you to read this. I'm just so tired of Joe Biden. I'm enraged at the fact he pulled us out of Afghanistan and got 13 of our brave warriors killed, so on and so forth. Oh, you're always important enough, my brother. Oh, and in case in case you're interested in it, I don't know that it was my finest moment, but you seem to enjoy it. I lost my mind at the beginning of the show on Joe Biden. If you missed any part of the show, the whole thing's on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. You can go download the podcast, get the whole thing. Now, we're going to pause on Biden. We're going to pause on this day's events because there's something I think might end up being relevant here. History question. Can you explain how China became our enemy between WW2 and Korea? Said I can use her name, his name, keep up the fine work, love the show. His name is Vince. All right. I'm going to make this as brief as humanly possible. And believe me, I'm going to skip over a lot, a lot. Okay. Prior to all this WW2 stuff and everything else, China has really an an incredible history. Pre-communism, you could make the argument China has as much cool history as any place on the planet. All these different dynasties, the Song Dynasty and Ming Dynasty and, and long dynasties, really, really, really long with incredible technological advancements and, and science and all, all these other things. Don't worry, this is going to come into play. China was ruled by emperors. Sometimes it was ruled by multiple. They'll be part of China here and part of China there, but China was ruled by emperors. And then over the a relatively short period of time, 
the world, I, I find this fascinating, the world kind of decided they were done with having a king, having an emperor. And that is a fascinating part of history if you ever choose to look into it, how really since the dawn of time, societies had kings, period. A king or a dictator, whatever you want to put it, there was one dude in charge. And then that just kind of changed. Societies decided they were done with that. They wanted to try different things, whether that be you know republic, democracy, socialism, whatever the case may be. China went through that same period of time, but China did it pretty roughly. When China dumped the, the emperors, when they dumped the last of their emperors, China became ruled by warlords. And this is actually a fascinating period of time, and it's, I'm not an expert on it by any means. Just know a little bit about a little bit. They were ruled by warlords for a long period of time. People are going to chafe on that. Eventually, two different groups begin to rise in China trying to appeal to the people and say, okay, I know we all hate the warlord life. Come support us, and we will we'll get rid of the warlords who plague us, who kill us all the time, and we will run the country. Those two groups were the nationalists and the communists. This was at a time when communism was really starting to rise in the world. Remember, communism has been around since the 1850s, but it was during World War I when countries were just chucking their young men at slaughterhouses that communism took hold. That created the ripe ground for communism. When you just take huge portions of your young men and go throw them off as cannon fodder, people are going to want to reject whatever current system they have, and they'll go looking. So that was a time when communism took off. All right, so back to China. Communists versus the chi- versus the nationalists, okay? And the nationalists, you probably do need to remember this name. You know, I don't give you a lot of names because it ruins the story. Chiang Kai-shek. Chiang Kai-shek was his name. He was the leader of the nationalists. Mao ended up being the leader of the communists. I say he ended up being the leader of the communists because the communists were already there when Mao was coming up. Just because he was a vicious, conniving, charismatic soul, he ended up finding his way to the top of that rung. Now, nationalists versus communists. This is pre-World War II, mind you, pre-World War II. These two groups are fighting each other. Well, the early stages of communism, back in that World War I era, when communism was starting to rise, when there was that Bolshevik revolution in Russia... It wasn't as if the rest of the world was looking at communism and going, huh, you know that? That doesn't look bad. I think we should try it. Should we give it a try, Bob? The rest of the world was looking at it, and they were instantly horrified. They thought, oh, my gosh, that is horrific. We can never allow that to happen here. Look at the death in the Soviet Union. We don't want that here. So when the nationalists started fighting the communists in China— And we, then and now, had financial interests in China. We very, very much picked a side. We picked the side of the nationalists. We were sending money and other things to Chiang Kai-shek so he could defeat Mao and the communists. And, sad as this may be, if not for the breakout of World War II, Chiang Kai-shek would have beaten the communists. Because what happened was the nationalists are fighting the communists. Okay, this is really vicious. And it was vicious. When you talk about the death numbers of really anything that happens over there in Asia, it's always amazing how many people actually die. 
They were fighting each other. All right, we're back in the nationalists. Everything's good. All of a sudden, the death cult of Japan invades, and you've got bigger fish to fry when Japan's doing things like the rape of Nanking. So the communists and the nationalists decided to get together. Now, there's there's a long story about that. I'll do a history. I'll do a history uh, podcast on it at some point. There's a long story of how that came to be. It wasn't it wasn't all happy go lucky, but they came together and said, "Hey, we hate each other, but let's all just acknowledge there is no more China if we don't ri- get rid of Japan. They're slaughtering everybody. It's, it's a disaster." They decided to get together. Well, Mao was a evil person, but a crafty one, a very crafty one. Like I said. Getting together, it really meant Mao did a whole lot of standing back while Chiang Kai-shek fought gigantic battles against the Japanese and took huge losses because the Japanese were very, very, very capable. By the time World War II ended, when we defeated Japan, woohoo! the Japanese are gone, they're leaving China. But there's Chiang Kai-shek looking at the smoldering rubble that used to be his army. Mao's army was not smoldering rubble because Mao kind of sat the whole thing out and let Chiang Kai-shek take it on the chin. So Chiang Kai-shek ended up having to escape to Taiwan. To Taiwan, that's where the nationalists went and took over. Mao took over all of China. Make sense? And a part of the part of the China versus U.S. hostility was too. Uh, Mao was, I mean, remember, he's a communist. He wants it all. Mao wasn't just looking out at Taiwan, that island, and saying, oh, well, he got away. Mao was organizing a naval force to go invade China and finish him off. That's where we stepped in and said, no, 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 no. You've got an American Navy in between us and you. I, I I wouldn't try that, Mao. And that ticked Mao off bad. So he hated us already. He hated us for backing Chiang Kai-shek in the beginning. He really hated us for not letting him finish off Chiang Kai-shek. That is the story about World War II, that period of time between World War II and Korea, why they hate us and we hate them. That's, that's the story behind it. And it is amazing. We went from there, very clear lines, very clear enemies, to being so in bed with China that our cultural leaders now, they just, they all bow to China. It's pathetic. It, it really is pathetic that that's where we are as a country. You remember that audio I played for you last night from the Golden State Warriors owner talking about how he doesn't care about China. Oh, China, it's not, look, I don't care about genocide. That's It's beneath, what did he say? It's beneath my line to care. It is amazing how we got here. It's sad. It's amazing. All right. Now. That brings me here because China is actually going to play a gigantic role in what the world looks like here in the 21st century. That is sad. I wish they didn't, but they are. China has a gigantic army. Surprise, surprise. They have a powerful Navy. They have a powerful Air Force. They are rapidly advancing when it comes to space technology. And let me pause here briefly before we get into something else Joe Biden said today about Russia and Ukraine, and I think he's going to start World War III on us and whatnot. Let me just pause real quick, quickly and make sure I explain. Space technology, you know all that Trump Space Force stuff? It's easy to poke fun at that. Oh, Space Force, Star Wars, all that stuff. It is the next frontier of military technology. 
having satellites up there that can detect things, satellites that can launch things, being involved in space tech is going to be that next thing that wins the next horrible war. No, we're not calling it the final frontier, Chris. Gosh. (laughs) Anyway, Joe Biden said something else today in his press conference. Everyone's already scrambling. They're panicking in Ukraine. They're panicking in the White House. It is world-changing. And I'm going to play you what Joe Biden said here in just a second. But let's talk for a moment about something else. You know, it's a fact that testosterone levels have fallen off a cliff in this country. There are a lot of reasons for it, but we are at a period of time. We cannot afford a bunch of weak, flabby men in this country. We have got to be strong and you can't do that with low testosterone. You can't do that without getting healthy things in your body. Fellas working out, making sure you're strong. We must do it. Don't do it because you love it. Do it because it matters for your country, man. At Chalk.com, I tell you a lot about Chalk.com. That's what I take. C-H-O-Q, all natural herbal supplements. No crap you're injecting in your body. At Chalk.com, they actually have made it easy for you because they have so many things there. It could be hard to, you know, what, what do I buy? Well, here's what you go buy right now. I'll make it easy. Get the male vitality stack. Go to C-H-O-Q.com and get the male vitality stack. When you use the code JESSE, that gets you 30% off. 30. So I know that's significant. Chalk.com, C-H-O-Q.com, promo code JESSE. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. You hear that, Chris, singing about Jesus. What's that? Get your hackles up, Chris? <laughs> All right, let's get to some calls. 877-377-4373. My friend James Lindsay, another anti-communist, coming up about 10 minutes from now. The similarities between Mao and Black Lives Matter. Boy, this was fascinating. John in San Diego, go. Okay, when Biden was mouthing off about uh, Jefferson Davis, George Wallace, and Bull Connor, <laughs> well, they were all three Democrats, while the other three were Republicans. Mm-hmm. Second, there is no six million new jobs that he created. There are six million jobs that were canceled because of the break of, of the shutdown, and they came back. And half of them are in Texas and Florida. Lastly, there is no seven percent inflation. It's minimum eighteen percent. You look at a, any list of how much things have gone up. There's nothing that's gone up less than seven percent, and most of it's gone up fifteen to twenty. John, you still there? Yes, yes. John, you call my show anytime, sir. That's how you do a phone call. You see that? No, hi. No, how are you? Nah, let me tell you something about Democrats. Boom! Point after point after point. That's what I'm talking about. Eight seven seven three seven seven four three seven three. That's the good news. Bad news is we're all apparently going to die. Uh, Joe Biden, uh, look, I'm going to say something, and you're going to probably punch the radio. And if you're listening on your phone, you're probably going to be tempted to throw it like in the canyon or something when I say this. That's fine. That's fine. But just hear me out first. I'm ready for President Kamala Harris. And no, 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 let me, let me explain. Let me explain. Let me explain. Nobody dislikes Dome more than me. All right. I can't stand her. I can't stand her. And I, there's nothing bad you could say to me about Kamala Harris. 
that I would disagree with you on. However, here's one thing we can say about Kamala Harris. She can talk. She's a, no, I know I'm not saying she's Reagan, okay, but she is a functional adult. And here's why this is important. I'm not making fun of Joe Biden. Joe Biden was asked a question about Russia today. And remember, I just want to make sure I have this set up for you right. Russia has a massive military buildup on Ukraine. They're they're angry about Ukraine possibly joining NATO. Ukraine's flirting with joining NATO. Russia doesn't want them to join NATO because then weapons get moved into Ukraine, which threaten Russia. It's 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 a it's a big old mess. And Ukraine's not our friend either, so don't don't be crying for Ukraine. But it's it's a big deal what's going on right now. A very 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 big deal. Russia looks like they're ready to invade. I have said it before. I will say it again. President of the United States of America is a gigantic deal. When he speaks, the entire world listens. We had a Cuban Missile Crisis because John F. Kennedy met with Khrushchev, and Khrushchev walked out of that meeting and and said, that dude is young and weak, and I'm just going to bully him and throw some missiles in Cuba. JFK admitted it later on. I came off weak. I screwed the whole thing up. When the president talks, other countries listen. During the Cuban Missile Crisis, you know how the Soviets figured out what we were thinking? They watched JFK's press conferences. Joe Biden getting up and giving a presser today is not just fodder for me to do a radio show and you and I will laugh and whatnot. Vladimir Putin sat and watched every single word. When Joe Biden gets up and gives answers like this, answers like this, because he can't keep a thought in his head, answers like this can change the world. So I think what you're going to see is that Russia will be held accountable if it invades. And it depends on what it does. It's one thing if it's a minor incursion and then we end up having a fight about what to do and not do, etc. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry? Chris, is, is the microphone working? Because I, wore a, I would have sworn the president just announced... To Vladimir Putin himself, that's like that's like Joe Biden picking up his cell phone and dialing up Vladimir Putin and basically saying, hey, Vlad, oh, I know you got this invasion force there, and I want to let you know if there's a huge invasion, there's going to be hell to pay. But look, if it's just a little invasion, we're not going to do anything about that. You can't talk like this. You can't have these mental slip-ups as president of the United States. So I think what you're going to see is that Russia will be held accountable if it invades. And it depends on what it does. It's one thing if it's a minor incursion and then we end up having a fight about what to do and not do, etc. Look, I'm ready for Kamala. You know, Chris, I don't think that was necessary. Okay, when I'm trying to talk myself and the United States of America into President Dome, we don't need you reminding everybody about the cackle. Look, oh my gosh, it's going to be so terrible. It's going to be so terrible. Chris, do you have that the rhetorical question bit again? I mean, let's remember, though, at least Kamala Harris, while she may not answer a question, she may cackle her way through it. She doesn't constantly lose her train of thought. It is a big deal. The president can't talk. But look, let's let me ask a rhetorical question. No, I won't. Anyway. <laughs> what in the world? 
I know that's not going to be popular. Look, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. You know your love, your hate, your death threats, your Ask Dr. Jesse questions for Friday. All are welcome. If you want to email and yell at me about being ready for President Dome, I get it. She, I realize she's the worst person on the world. I totally in the world. I totally understand that. Joe Biden might get us into World War III. You're the president of the United States of America, and you just told Russia. You just told Vladimir Putin himself. Oh, hey, look. I mean, don't invade all the way. But if you want to stick your toe in the water, that'll be fine. Even if that's your policy, you don't announce it to the dictator. Oh, gosh. And the White House is already putting out press releases. That's not what he meant. Oh, gosh, what a total mess. All right. James Lindsay, communist expert, joining me next. Black Lives Matter and Mao. What? What's the overlap there? Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and joining me now is my friend James Lindsay, founder of New Discourses. James, you obviously have a whole bunch of knowledge about communism, but you said something the other day I found to be really, really fascinating about the the overlap with groups like Black Lives Matter or critical race theory and stuff Mao was doing in China. Break it down for my fellow anti-communists and I, please. Yeah, always glad to join you to fight communism, Jesse. So a lot of people don't know. Mao Zedong was a member of the CCP. People do know that. What they don't know is that back in the 1920s, there were two socialist parties that were going uh, to take over the emperorship or actually to install a new a new world order in China uh, in the 1920s. And one is called the Guomindang, which means it's a Chinese nationalist party. And the other was the CCP. And so a lot of people don't know is that Mao Zedong, in 1923, as a CCP member, joined the Guomindang, the Nationalist Party, and got in there and actually used something just like critical race theory to break up the Nationalist Party so that in 1949, you know, multi-decades later, this is how communists play, they had weakened the Nationalist Party enough, they had weakened the political system enough where the revolution came, Chiang Kai-shek was overthrown, and the CCP took over the reins going into 1950. And the stunning part is that they literally used what we would call critical race theory to do that, and America is under the same threat today. Explain what that critical race theory, the Mao Chinese version, explain what it was for them. Okay, so the the global Chinese, or the global Communist Party, the the common turn, had the International Communist Party had had said to the Chinese Communist Party that they could you know get inside the the Nationalist Party, which had come up with this idea that was called Huaren in in Mandarin, which was, it means like Chinese people, and they had this new flag that was five colors. It was supposed to represent unity across all of the different people and all the Chinese, you know, the different nationalities within. In the different states of China were all going to be considered Chinese people, or Huaran, which means Chinese people, and they were all going to be underneath that umbrella. And what the, the CCP did very insidiously was they came into that situation and they said, the nationalists are speaking for all of you minority races. They're all Han Chinese, and they're proposing that they are, are helping you out, but what they're doing by making you all Chinese people, or Huaran, is they're actually making you... They're actually making you Han run. They're actually making you Han Chinese people and making you lose your own races. But we, then the CCP and the communist 
party. We wouldn't do that. We're going to stand up for the minority races. We're the good Hans, like just like the critical race theorists pose themselves as the good allied whites. We're the good whites. Well, we're the good Hans. They are trying to impose a racial identity on you, a Chinese identity that doesn't exist, and to erase your legacy, et cetera. And they did this racial division across the races of China to break up the nationalist party. And they used exactly the same thing as critical race theory, saying that the powers that be, we have white supremacy here. They had Han supremacy there. We're imposing not whiteness, but Hanness onto all of the Chinese people to foment um, discontent, to foment anger, and to get people to, to feel as though they were being you know, racially imposed upon and want to rebel against that. And then the CCP used that racial division to eventually to succeed in the revolution uh, some 20 some odd years later. Speaking with James Lindsay, told you he was sharp founder of New Discourses. James, okay, so here's a question. I, 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 it's one I struggle with. This has all been done before, as you just so eloquently pointed out. This is not, not, there's nothing new under the sun when it comes to communism. Everything that's happening here in America is stuff that's been done before in other nations. The tactics don't change. They're the same people. How did we get seemingly caught off guard by all this? Well... Uh, I'll tell you one of the things, you know, we always listen. I, I don't know if you've seen on my Twitter feed, they, I'm always talking about this thing. I say the iron law of woke projection. The iron law of woke projection never misses. So they're always projecting or confessing by projection. They're always telling you what they're doing. So what do they say about how we teach history in this country? It's whitewashed. It's whitewashed. It's this white supremacy teaches a, you know, watered down version of history that makes white people look good. It's whitewashed history. What does that mean? Well, they're projecting. It means they are redwashing our history. They have erased almost all of the relevant information that kids might learn in our school system about how communism works. So we're not growing up learning this. Three generations of, 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 of kids have not learned about the horrors, the atrocities, the murders, the mass graves, the death, the corruption, the evil of communism, because they've redwashed our education. So nobody knows how Mao Zedong took over in the United States. We're asleep at the wheel. Nobody knows what Stalin and Lenin did. They're just names, and communism is just an economic theory where everybody shares. They don't have any perspective that it's, you know, an even worse ideology in many respects as the Nazis used, and it led to many more deaths uh, and genocide. They have no idea, because we have a redwashed education that got us asleep at the wheel. And if you want to know how we got there, it's that the conservatives about 50 years ago were, got Ronald Reagan in office, and they're all kind of like, well, we'll just give education to the liberals. We're not going to worry about it anymore. And the liberals got taken over by the progressives, and the Marxists took over education by 1985, and they redwashed our education. Good grief. What a state of affairs. All right, James, that's the bad news, and Lord knows there's plenty of it, especially floating around today. Now, from the outside looking in, I see all these school board races we're winning. I see woken up parents, or at least starting to wake up parents. I see people out there starting to look around and realize, okay, something's wrong. A lot of this country hates the country. Are we at least starting to inch towards the right direction and fight back, or are we still just not quite there yet? I think we are we are actually taking the first steps of fighting back. Parents are organizing. Um, a cultural revolution doesn't fare well against awake parents. The advantage we have over over our historical forebears, like the Chinese people that conquered by the by the Maoists, for example, or the German people who got taken over by the Nazis, is that we have the even though we've had this redwash history, there are people who know this. There are people who who can say, look, we're walking the same road. In fact, there are Chinese people who are in the red 
red guard that Mao created in his schools who are looking in the United States now, and they're saying, no, we're doing the same thing. They're saying equity. That's a communist Marxist term. We don't want to do that in the United States. I, you know, They're speaking up and saying, this is what the Red Guard did. And this, our schools are trying to copy Maoism. And so we have the advantage of more awareness than I just kind of painted out. And people are waking up, and they're being very quick studies. And there are people who are on the ground who were in China, for example, and people who have studied communism. Are in a, this is They're saying now, this is what it is. People are understanding the problem. Everywhere I go and speak or talk to people, they all know it's Marxism now. Everybody knows it's Marxism now. And so we are an awake people, we are an armed people, and we're not about to bend over for communists. So I think we're actually in a better position than people are afraid, but we can't go back to sleep. James, real quickly, I've only got about a minute left here, if you can. Equity, what does that have to do with communism or communist China? I thought that was just making sure everyone's equal. Let me just give you a little uh, little theory here. Mm-hmm. Equity comes from a guy named H. George Fredrickson, who you can look up if you want. He came up with this idea in the 60s in public administration called uh, social equity theory, and he defined social equity in the following way. He said, where equality means that citizens A and B are equal, Equity means adjusting shares so that citizens A and B are made equal. So in other words, equity is communism. It is, well, actually, it's socialism. It's enforced equal outcomes, which is the socialist stage on its way to communism. Like Lenin said, the only point of socialism is to get to communism, uh, which they call justice in the current parlance, social justice, as a matter of fact. James Lindsay, thank you so much, my brother. Please come back soon. We appreciate you very much. Absolutely, for sure, man. I love my anti-communist brother right there. Did I, did I not tell you he's going to make us all smarter? I was, look, I, I'm an idiot. You know that. I was sitting there that whole interview going, oh, nice. I'm going I'm to act like I came up with that. That's awesome. So I'm going to act like I came up with a lot of that interview, Chris. Is there a way we can redub that with my voice saying what? It's, Chris, there's no limit to what you can accomplish if you're willing to take credit for other people's work. I've been teaching you that for years. I am going to get to your calls. I'm going to get to some emails. And I have a bunch of people mad about uh, Nick Saban and these guys coming out for about voting rights. We're going to talk about that. We're going to have an honest talk about that here in just a second. But you mad about your cultural leaders all abandoning you? I am. Full disclosure, just a preview of next segment. I'm mad about it. And honestly, it makes me sad, too. How do we get to a place where even our football coaches are gone? But we also have to stand up and acknowledge they're not all gone. Mike Lindell isn't gone. Mike Lindell at my pillow has been putting his chin out there, fighting for you and fighting for me for a long time now, costing himself a fortune to do so just because he loves this country that much. I'm supposed to tell you right now that they're my slippers. I've told you about the my slippers. My wife never takes them off. <laughs> the most comfortable things ever. They're on sale right now for 50% off. And yes, I, I want you to go get some my slippers. You should. But not just because they're the greatest slippers ever. Uh, this company cares about us. I'm tired of throwing my money away to companies who don't. MyPillow.com. Promo code is Jesse. Go get my slippers. 50% off. Get them for your spouse, too. Gosh, they're so, they're so good. Inside and outside. MyPillow.com. Promo code Jesse. Missed out? Catch up. JesseKellyShow.com. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Didn't I warn you about Joe Biden? I'm going to get to your phone calls in just a second. It's just this just just came out. 
877-377-4373. I'm going to get to the Nick Saban stuff. I'm going to get to your phone calls. Joe Biden got up earlier. He got up earlier. Chris, you know what? Play this from earlier for Joe from Joe Biden talking about Russia, and he essentially says at the very beginning of this whole thing, he tells he, he tells Vladimir Putin, I mean, if it's minor, it's not the end of the world. So I think what you're going to see is that Russia will be held accountable if it invades, and it depends on what it does. It's one thing if it's a minor incursion, and then we end up having a fight about what to do and not do, et cetera. Okay, well, that's a disaster. As you can imagine, this is, just like I said it would, this is prompting a response around the world. The White House is trying to, air fingers, quote, clarify. And then, CN, this is on CNN, Jake Tapper interviews the CNN guy in Ukraine right now. And, oh my goodness, this is such a disaster. This is already the fallout. Just sit back and take a listen. Were Biden's remarks interpreted there as a less than wholehearted warning to Putin to not invade. Uh, well, I mean that's that's uh, an understatement. I mean they they watch those remarks. I think I think with horror. Uh, one uh, Ukrainian official who I've been in close contact with while this marathon press conference is underway said that he was. Yeah, I'm quoting here. Shocked uh, that President Biden would give a green light. To Vladimir Putin in this way, um, that the U.S. president would distinguish between an incursion and an invasion, and then suggest that a minor incursion would 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 elicit you know, a lesser response than a more a more full invasion. The big concern, of course, which is what he was alluding to, is that it gives Putin, and this is another quote from me, it says it gives the green light to Putin to enter Ukraine at his pleasure, and that's not just one Ukrainian official; other Ukrainian officials. Have responded in a similar way. Kiev, in the words of another. I, I don't have a better way to put this. It is time for President Kamala Harris. And I know that makes you want to dive out your window from the 30th floor. If you don't have a 30th floor, you want to find one and dive out your window at the very thought of, of President Dome. I'm the same way, okay? I, I agree. We cannot have dementia getting the world into a war. If Russia invades Ukraine, it is one of those things that I don't know. I can't predict the future, even though we joke about calling me the Oracle. That's obviously a joke. I'm a, I'm a moron. But that's the kind of thing that leads to this person getting in, then that person getting in, and then you're shooting this. Oh, you're shooting this at me? Then I'll shoot this at you. And then that is how, this is how these things happen. It is one thing if President Dementia wants to not secure the border. It is quite another to have him stand up there and speak about national security issues on live TV with Vladimir Putin tuning in. We simply don't have that luxury. We don't have that luxury. I'm going to get to the Nick Saban stuff here in just a second, but I promise you I'd get to a couple phone calls. Sandy in Coronado, California, go. Hi, thank you. Um, I have two comments uh, regarding uh, what you said earlier about the Republicans um, fighting the way the Democrats have been fighting in the upcoming elections, both 22 and 24. Number one, as I said to your screener, the Republicans cannot fight because they have no balls. (laughs) Secondly, they cannot 
fight because there there is no there's no uh, no integrity to be stronger and and uh, Trump if he runs it's a sore it's it's a it's a sure loss because that man has never learned to put his ego into his back pocket. Thank you, Sandy. Much appreciated. Kurt in Colorado, go. Yes, sir. Hey, I talked to you last night about uh, Republicans and the Democrats being two heads of the same snake. I guess I'm going to have to keep calling in to bring up points that you missed. Fire <laughs> the away, wheels Kurt. with uh, the, the Joe Biden's wheels came off today when that one reporter asked him about uh, Johnny in Jersey. Go ahead. Yeah, in China. Sonia Sen was the mentor to Chiang Kai-shek. During the war, World War II, the communists used the U.S. as a training facility, and all the communists would get all the training they needed on the 30 cal, the air cooled, the water cooled, and Mao stockpiled all the ammo and weapons and rice and waited till you know, the end of the war. Then he pushed Chiang Kai-shek onto Formosa, and the only thing that we did was put the seventh fleet in between China and Formosa. But had we stepped in earlier, we could have saved Chiang Kai-shek and a democracy in China. He's 100% right. We could have saved the nationalists there. By the way, Formosa is Taiwan. That's what he's, in case you're wondering what he's talking about, Formosa, that's another way to say Taiwan. We have an email here. I mean, look, you can, you can write this kind of stuff off, but the email says, Jesse... What are the odds the Biden administration will propagate a war with China and Ukraine in an attempt to create a smokescreen to disguise their arrogance, ignorance, and incompetence? And the first reaction you have to something like that is probably similar to the reaction I would have. Oh, this isn't the movies, idiot. Don't be a moron. Don't be a conspiracy theorist. He's not going to start a war for political problems. Have you read any history? You have any idea how many kings, emperors, prime ministers, presidents have started wars because they weren't doing that well domestically? I mean, Julius Caesar himself, when he got assassinated, he got assassinated at a time when his popularity was actually cratering. Do you know what he was preparing to do in response to his popularity cratering? He was going to go to war with the Parthians. He was preparing. It was just simply known in Roman circles. Hey, I mean, if the people are mad. Let's go to war. Everyone gets behind you when there's a war. There's a, there's that feeling of patriotism, of waving the flag. And look, I'm not saying that's what's happening, but I'm certainly not going to call the guy a nutter. It's not at all outside the realm of possibility. I'll tell you that much. That's how they operate. All right, I'm finally going to get to this Nick Saban story. I'll take some more phone calls. I'll play some more Biden audio. 877-377-4373. Have you gotten an Annie's Genius Box for your kid yet? These things, they help your kid learn how to think. And we're talking about STEM things like geology, chemistry, aerodynamics. You want your kids building hovercrafts or you want them staring at their screens? My kids love these things. If you have kids age 7 to 11... Get an Annie's Genius Box. They deliver one to you every single month. Three hands-on activities. They have this little top-secret mission envelope. They love opening that. They feel like they're secret agents. The thing is awesome. Go to annieskitclubs.com slash radio. 
That's annieskitclubs.com slash radio, and you'll actually save 75% on your first box. annieskitclubs.com slash radio. Save 75%. Enjoy. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If if you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, final hour of the Jesse Jesse Kelly Show. If you missed me, gosh, I don't even want to send people back to it, Chris. If you missed me, lose my mind in anger at the beginning of the show at Joe Biden. If you missed James Lindsay, who gave us a great education about Mao and communists and the overlap with today. If you missed any part of the show, the whole thing's on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. If you missed Joe Biden... Yelling at a reporter about, I never said that about Bull Connor. Can't you read? Well, here's a little what he said and then what he said. You dispute the characterization that you called folks who would oppose those voting bills um, as being Bull Connor or George Wallace, but you said that they would be sort of in the, the same camp. No, uh, I didn't say that. Look what I said. Go back and read what I said. Do you want to be the side on the side of Dr. King or George Wallace? Do you want to be on the side of John Lewis or Bull Connor? Do you want to be on the side of Abraham Lincoln or Jefferson Davis? This is the moment to decide. That's what he said. But remember, we live we live in an era where these people they know that their allies occupy all the other cultural pillars. So they they don't exist in a world where if Joe Biden tells an outright, easily verifiable lie, they know obviously the media is not going to call him out on it. But there are other cultural pillars, way more than just politics in the media. We don't have religious leaders in this country who are going to call him out on that, sadly. They've either gone over to the left or they're, well, I mean, I don't need to get involved in politics. We don't have athletes who will call him out on that. They're they're all worried about Chinese endorsement dollars. We don't have actors. who We don't have professors. There's no other cultural pillar out there that will call Joe Biden out on an easily verifiable lie. We just don't. We don't. All right, I'm going to get back to more Biden stuff, but I wanted to address this because I've had everybody in their brother email or, or call me or they're mad about this. And Nick Saban and Jerry West, forget about that, but it's the same thing. They signed a letter asking Joe Manchin to support, quote, voting rights, even though that's not what it is. 
Okay, so Nick Saban comes out, you know, big-time college football coach, greatest college football coach ever. He comes out. He wants Joe Manchin to support Democrats cheating in an election. And I've had so many Bama fans right into the show. I'm so mad at him. I can't believe he did it, so on and so forth. Look, you can like or dislike what I'm about to say. I really don't care. But what I'm about to tell you is the truth. I'm bummed out. I'm bummed out because cultural leaders now never defend the nation. They always look out for themselves and their pocketbook before they look out for America. And I hate that. I hate that. We didn't used to have a country like that. We used to have a country where professional baseball players would hang up their gloves and go to war. We used to have a country where cultural leaders felt a deep affinity for this nation. And now they simply don't anymore. Nick Saban included. Why would Nick Saban come out of voting rights? That's a Democrat cheating bill. Everyone already has the right to vote. What's he doing? Well, here's what, look, the same reasoning applies to Jerry West. So allow me just to explain. You know what Nick Saban's job is? Oh, win football games. Yeah, that's right. But how does he do that? Beyond the X's and O's, Nick Saban wins football games by going around the country and finding the best high school football players out there and convincing them and their parents that they should go down and attend the University of Alabama. A lot of football players are black. I don't know what the percentages are. I don't care. But a lot of great football players are black. That's just the way the numbers work out. I think it's 60%, 67%, something like that. It's pretty high. It's not universal, but it's high. Uh, you're not winning national titles without any black players. I guarantee you that. It's just the way the sport works. Nick Saban has to go sit in a living room of a 16, 17-year-old black kid who runs a 4-3-40 and convince him, his mom, and his dad that that kid should attend the University of Alabama. What if that family is a hardcore Democrat family? What if they heard Joe Biden call it Jim Crow 2.0? What if they believe that? Nick Saban's banking they're going to believe that. So Nick Saban decides to come out and be in favor of a Democrat cheating in elections bill, which is what this bill is, because Nick Saban wants another number one recruiting class and another national title. Now, okay, greatest coach of all time. I'm glad you're ambitious. I'm glad you want another national championship. I'm glad you want to succeed. But man alive, I will tell you, when I look back at these times, when I'm an old man, when I look back at this era, especially the COVID era, the Black Lives Matter filth and all that crap that took place. When I look back at this period of time, what will stick out most to me will be all the people who had a platform to say something and do the right thing, and they all just chose to do what was easy. They all just chose to do what was profitable. Nick Saban is not an idiot. Jerry West is not an idiot. They're highly intelligent, highly successful, ambitious people. Nick Saban knows 100% that's a Democrat cheating bill. He came out in favor of it because he wants that cornerback who runs a 4-3-40. And that sucks. And I don't even, I, look, I don't expect you to care about college football or whatnot, but as a culture, that's what we've become. We've got all our most successful people now 
only in it for themselves because, like I said, like I've told you a thousand times, they all share the same three characteristics, and number one is no love of country. There's just never a thought of that. It never enters their mind. And we as a nation, we don't stand a chance without love of country. I've used this example before. It sounds uh, hokey or cliche or whatever word you want to put on it. We have, more than anything else, a patriotism problem. If we, if we forget about America, if we live in a hundred-person village, we're just a little village in the outback somewhere, just us, and we wake up every day and there's a hundred of us, and 85, 90 people in the village love that village. They think they're blessed to be there. They are going to approach that day every day differently. Oh, look, hey, look, there's a fence post down. Hey, let me run over and put that back up. We don't want anything, we don't want, we don't want anything getting out. Oh, hey, we're low on water. Hey, man, I love this place. I'll, I'll go run some water for us. Oh, hey, you need some help skidding that. You need some help doing this. You know, collectively, you become better as a nation, as a tribe, as that hundred-person tribe. But vice versa, if you wake up in that hundred-person tribe. And 60, 70 people in the tribe, they think the place sucks. They don't have any love for it. Well, that fence post doesn't get put up. Nobody runs down to help with the water. No one helps puts up the structure. Oh, they'll put up their own. Sorry, I'm looking out for me and mine. I got to go hunting for my own food. That's your problem. When you lose patriotism, when you lose love of country as we have, this is what you end up with. This is what you end up with, a bunch of people, your leaders looking out for themselves. And it really sucks because you love this place, and I know you see it happening, and it drives you insane. I I love this place, and I see it happening, and it drives me absolutely insane. Do you remember Drew Brees during that whole Black Lives Matter filth? Right when they were crapping on the flag and crapping on America, and Drew Brees puts out some video, I think it was on Instagram if I remember right, saying, hey... I'm not going to crap on the flag. I actually love the flag. My, my two grandpas both fought in World War II, and I really respect their service. And then about 15 minutes later, all the losers in the NFL started chirping in his ear, and Drew Brees put out multiple apology videos for the video he put out praising his grandfather's, both of his grandfather's service in World War II. Gutless, spineless, useless cowards. We have a society now where we're led by useless cowards who only worry about themselves, their own bottom line, their own comfort level, that next endorsement deal. How's this polling? How's that polling? Nick Saban out there. Oh, oh, how's my next recruiting class? Oh, a little bit down? I know. Let's come out for voting rights. Oh, but Nick, that would totally destroy the country if if they pass voting rights. I don't care. I need another national championship, baby. Woohoo! Roll Tide! I'm sick of it, man. And again, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. You're welcome to email me how offended you are because you got got your Bama pajamas on. Man, I don't care. That's not against Alabama, and I don't give a crap if you're offended. That's a bunch of garbage for another major powerful figure in this country to back this blatant communist crap because it benefits him. Well, got to get them recruits. Sorry, there's a middle linebacker and he's going to look good in crimson. I'm sorry, man. It's not good enough anymore. It's not. 
877-377-4373. I'll get back to some emails, some phone calls. We'll get back to some more Joe Biden audio today. I'm tired of the weak men in this country, man. I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of everybody bending the knee before these evil forces. When I talk to you all the time about chalk, C-H-O-Q, I want you to understand that's why it matters to me. We cannot be a society full of low-T, effeminate men, or we're finished. We need men with courage and backbone. And look, as you get older, your testosterone levels go down. You can't afford that. You need the mood. You need energy. You need, you need focus right now. That's why I love chop. Natural herbal supplements. Not medicine. Not that chemical filth. Natural herbal supplements with U.S. manufacturing. And this is a company, it's run by patriots who love this country. Go check out the Male Vitality Stack at choq.com. Male Vitality Stack. There's three things there. It's what I take. I've been taking it for two months. You would, you're going to freaking love it. Male Vitality Stack. Use the code JESSE, and it gets you 30% off. Chalk.com, promo code JESSE. Fighting for your freedom every day. USA! USA! The Jesse USA! Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. We'll get the emails here and phone calls in just a second. 877-377-4373. Chris, once again, would you play President Dementia from today? This is Joe Biden. I mean, he's up there. He's supposed to be giving some kind of like state of the nation thing, and it it didn't go very well. 75% of adults are fully vaccinated. We've gone from 90 million adults with no shots in arms last summer and down to 35 million with no shots as of today. And we're adding about 9 million more vaccinations each week. We're going to stick with our vaccination efforts because vaccinations work. So get vaccinated, please, and get your booster. I thought the vaccination worked. What's with the booster? You know what? You know, I don't want to bring that up. I, I, did, I only played that for you because I wanted to make this point here. Here's a headline here. Breaking. Starbucks ditches Biden's vaccine mandate after the Supreme Court ruling. I'm happy the Supreme Court made a good decision for once. I am. I'm, I'm thrilled about that. I'm thrilled what that means for you. I'm thrilled about all the emails I get. Jesse, I get to keep my job now. I will just say something. Forgiveness is good, right? You want to be a forgiving person? If your employer was ready to throw you out like trash because of an unconstitutional executive order from a man with a half-functional brain... I would make sure you remember that. I would make sure you keep your eyes open. I would really, really make sure you keep in the back of your mind just how much your employer values you. Keep that in mind. And let's, I I can't believe I'm saying this because I don't care about Ukraine. I'm just being frank with you. I don't want anyone to get hurt, but I don't care about Ukraine. I cannot believe Joe Biden gives a press conference for the first time in forever, and it genuinely looks like this guy, I mean, look, it sounds like this guy is inviting Vladimir Putin to do just a little bit. So I think what you're going to see is that Russia will be held accountable if it invades, and it depends on what it does. It's one thing if it's a minor incursion, and then we end up having a fight about what to do and not do, et cetera. Okay, um, 
We obviously, we played this for you just a little bit ago. I think it's important to play it again. Apparently, Joe Biden's words did just what I said they would do. They scared Ukraine to death because Putin feels like he has an open invitation. Were Biden's remarks interpreted there as a less than wholehearted warning to Putin to not invade? Uh, Well, I mean, that's... That's uh, an understatement. I mean, they, they watch those remarks, I think, I think with horror. Uh, one uh, Ukrainian official who I've been in close contact with while this marathon press conference is underway said that he was, you know, I'm quoting here, shocked uh, that President Biden would give a green light to Vladimir Putin in this way, um, that the U.S. president would distinguish between an incursion and an invasion and then suggest that a minor incursion would, would, would elicit you know, a lesser response than a more a more full invasion. The big concern, of course, which is what he was alluding to, is that it gives Putin, and this is a, another quote from me, it says it gives the green light to Putin to enter Ukraine at his pleasure. Uh, and that's not just one Ukrainian official. Other Ukrainian officials have responded in a similar way. Kiev. In the- it is time for President Kamala Harris. I know that hurts. Uh, it's one thing to have a president we can laugh at, poke fun at, he can't finish sentences, he reads the end of quote things on the teleprompters, ha ha ha, that's funny. That's another thing entirely when the president's brain function cooks off World War III. Or, or could potentially, even if this doesn't. It could. Just because Joe Biden can't distinguish, he doesn't have the brain power to distinguish anymore between private conversations he has with the Joint Chiefs of Staff and the press, he doesn't know how to turn that off. Because you know that's what happened. You know they had a private conversation. What's our strategy? Well, here's the deal. If Putin only goes in a little, we won't do too much. But if he goes in a lot, then we'll go at him. And they all agree. Okay, this is private, right, Joe? You bet it's private. And then Joe has a dementia moment and decides to announce that to Vladimir Putin. I'm sorry. I loathe Kamala Harris, too. We cannot afford this. The world can't afford the leader of the free world not being a functional adult. 877-377-4373. Jesse, I just looked up dome on Urban Dictionary. Now I get it. He says, thanks. You're welcome. Dr. J. Steele Kelly III, you talked about the pros of tacos on your show from last Friday, and I wanted to share a life-changing trick when it comes to eating burritos. Most tacos slash burrito places have little sauce cups for your choice of salsa. So what you do is you pour a little sauce into the burrito after having taken at least one bite. This allows you to control how much of the salsa is in each bite and provides for a superior feasting experience in contrast to tacos. He said you can say my name because I know you'll just take credit for this life hack otherwise. (laughs) He gets me. His, His name is Aaron. All right, I have a couple things to say about this. One, as somebody who was a former burrito man, remember I I lived a lot of my life in Arizona where burritos were the star, you're exactly right, and that's exactly what we did. I get a big old breakfast taco, you know, it's stuffed full of chorizo and eggs and cheese and all these things. All it takes is one bite. Now you have the perfect landing surface where you pour just the right amount of sauce in each thing, and remember... Eating is all about the ratios. It's all about the proper proportion. All about the proper proportion. I want the right amount of eggs and chorizo and tortilla and sauce and everything. I want the correct amount 
in each bite. Doing that to the burrito offers that to me, which I enjoy. That's one. Two, just look, trying to trying to help you out here. A lot of people won't do this because of societal norms. Dip your sandwich in the condiments you put on your sandwich. Don't shake your head, Chris. You've never even done it before. You don't even know what I'm talking about. No, you haven't, liar. You're a dirty, filthy liar. Listen, when you choose to dip the sandwich instead of spreading it all over the bun, when you dip the sandwich, you get the exact amount of mayo or ketchup or mustard or whatever. You get the exact amount you want every single bite. That's what dreams are made of. But I hate to push back because it was a solid email and he made solid points, but I will say this. It is a lot more work to pour that amount of sauce on every bite is a lot more work. You have to decide what is the burrito worth to you. All right. 877-377-4373. I'll get to some more calls, some more emails, some more everything next. Hang on. in a brown paper bag but then it is the jesse kelly show and look i saw democrats targeting joe manchin in over 700 facebook and instagram ads they can't help themselves this is this is again we've talked we've had this conversation before this same thing applies to you same thing applies to me our greatest strength is often our greatest weakness it's, it's just a fact. Our greatest strength is often our greatest weakness. Uh, one of my one of my strengths, I guess you might might call it, is I genuinely don't care when people hate me, when when anyone hates me, really, but especially not communists. I mean, I don't care when people hate me. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com, your love, your hate, your death threats, your Ask Dr. Jesse questions, all are welcome. They all go to Chris. I read them all. It, it doesn't affect me at all. It, it, it just does not. That's great. It helps me fight communists because they're so vicious and nasty. And at the same time, sometimes I'm not quite as empathetic in my personal life as I should be. Like when I have to tell the kids, hey, the dog died. I probably just walk up to him and say, dog, dog's dead. Yeah, I've done that before because it was the grandparents. So I know. it's Look, the, the grand, my parents' dog died. My kids loved the dog we found out, the wife and I found out the dog died. So she calls me into the room and she says, hey, the dog is dead. How are we going to tell the kids? I said, oh, well, that's easy. We just go rip it like a Band-Aid. We just go tell them. And she said, no, no, no. What do you, what? no, we have to, we have to say it nicer than that. I said, no, 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 trust me, this will be better. And I walk out and say, boys, the dog's dead. And I'm sorry. And they were just devastated. That was not a, that was not at all the way to handle that. She was so dang on mad at me. So again, your greatest strength can be your greatest weakness. For these communists, they're relentless. They're aggressive. They never stop fighting. They never stop advancing. That's why they've been so successful. But then when they run into these little roadblocks, they don't have a second gear. I mean, you remember this whole build back better thing that was supposed to be Joe Biden's gigantic thing? It was supposed to be his thing. It was supposed to be his legislative achievement. He talked about it today. We're still hopeful to get build back better. He's hopeful because it's supposed to be his thing. 
You're not going to scale down any of these priorities. But so far, that strategy isn't working. You haven't been able to get some of these big legislative ticket well, items done. I got two real big ones done, bigger than any president has ever gotten in the first year. But currently, Mr. President, <laughs> your spending package, voting rights legislation, they're not going anywhere. So That's true. Is there anything that you are confident you can get signed into law before the midterm elections? Yes, I'm confident we can get... Uh, pieces, big chunks of the uh, Build Back Better law signed in law. Here's what's wild about that Build Back Better disaster. Joe Manchin, senator from West Virginia, the word out of Washington, D.C. was he was on board with 75% of that gigantic monstrosity of a bill. The communists were offered 75% of what they wanted. They take that 75% and Joe Biden today is campaigning on it. Look at this. We passed Build Back Better and all the crap that was in it. He would act like it was good. Well, look at what we did. He would act like he passed the whole thing. Instead, they decided they would just try to bully Joe Manchin into signing up for the last quarter of it and they lost the whole thing. Even now, even now, they're trying for the, quote, voting rights, the Democrat cheating bill. Joe Manchin says, I'm out. What's their response? Is it to extend a hand? No. They just start trashing the guy even more. Trash in cinema even more. Their greatest strength is their greatest weakness. They can't turn it off. They can't make themselves not be horrible. It's wild to me. Let's get to some emails. And again, you can email the show whatever you want. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. They all go to Chris. He prints them all out for me. I won't respond. I'm a very rude person, and, and I get way too many anyway, but I do read them all. Jesse, what's the ETA on your book? The way it's looking, I'm going to lose my job refusing the jab. With that said, I'm sure I'll be interviewing soon, and if they ask, what's the last book you read, I want to be able to reference your masterpiece. <laughs> Thanks, you keep up the good work, says I can say his name. His name is Scott. All right. <clears throat> Let me give you a little window into the behind-the-scenes thing. You know they've been riding me for so long to write a book. Write a book, write a book. Everyone wants you to write a book. And all the big shot suits. Oh, we want you to write a book. It would do really well. We want you to write a book. One it's not going to do really well. Who wants to read a book wrote, written by me? I can hardly talk. Two, I hate writing. I don't like to write. I don't want to sit down and write. But I also remember I never wanted a co-author because it feels dishonest. Uh, one thing, I, I, I find out all these new things as I join this industry because I'm so new to it. All these books are co-written. They're all ghost-written by someone. And then the big shot, you know, the, the guy who's behind the microphone, takes all the credit for it when someone else wrote it. I don't like doing that. That feels icky. As bad of a person as I am, that feels dishonest, so I wouldn't do that. So they made me a pitch. I'm not giving it away yet. They made me a pitch on, hey, what if you wrote a book about this? And it was right up my alley. And they said, and we'll have this guy write it with you. And he was someone I knew. He's a close personal friend actually already, so we, we fit. And then they're like, well, you can choose whether or not to give him credit for it. And I said, no, no, no. His name's going to be on the front just like mine. And that's what's going on now. So here's, here's the process of what's going on. He is, because I hate writing so much, we'll, we, we've talked about so much my thoughts on certain things and that we're going over the certain subjects that we want to talk about. 
and then he'll hammer out, you know, something and I'll have to sit down and I'll have to edit it. No, I don't like this. Nope, this is no change this around. No, I like this. So uh, he's writing it and I'm rewriting it basically. (laughs) But that's what's happening right now. As far as the time frame, I have no idea. I've never done this before. I don't know how long this takes. I don't know how, Chris, do you have any idea how long this, what am I supposed to, what am I asking you for? You read audio books, you cheater. That's cheating, Chris. It doesn't count as reading a book. That's cheating. Everyone, everyone knows that's cheating. All right, I'll get back to a couple more emails here. Alex in Connecticut, go. Hey, Jesse, uh, just to let you know, the Democrats are complaining about uh, the Georgia law. Well, here in Connecticut, uh, and our uh, Senator Blumenthal, there's no early voting here in Connecticut, same-day voting. And the newspaper, the Stanford Advocate, just reported you cannot use COVID to obtain an absentee ballot. The only way you could obtain an absentee ballot in Connecticut, you have to claim that your illness, physically disabled, actively military, or uh, or religious purpose. And the Democrats are calling Georgia racist, while Connecticut and Blumenthal has tougher laws. Thank you. Funny how that works. Excellent phone call, by the way. Funny how that works. Connecticut hasn't been called racist at all, but Georgia is. Isn't it odd how committed Democrats are to campaigning against asking for an ID? Let's let's be honest. We don't have to dance around it. We don't do that on this show. Democrats want to cheat in every single election. They get mad anytime they can. It's not more complicated than that. Luis in Denver, Semper Fi, boss. Hey, brother. Hey, um, uh, I, I say that uh, the speech that uh, Biden gave today, it reminded me a lot of uh, Chamberlain, and I'm, I'm not being hyperbolic about giving the, uh, the Russians the green light, but what it really concerns me a lot more is I've always said this, the Russians aren't really the issue, it's the Chinese. And Jesse, have you seen that movie? I've I've seen previews, I'm going to watch it, on the Battle of Lake Changin. It's the Chinese version of the Frozen Chosen. And from what I've seen on it, what it really is, it's like um, that Lenny Rickson-style film, you know, uh, Triumph of the Will of Hitler. It's a movie to tell the Chinese, hey, it's time to buckle up. You're going to suck it up, and you're going to die by the hundreds of thousands, but we're going to be victorious over these Americans. Have you heard of that film, Jesse? I have. I, I actually have heard of it. I have not seen it, though, and I'll be honest with you. I am debating whether or not to watch it. I know of its existence. It is not actually the only one of those things out there like that. North Korea made a movie about the Korean War where they claim they took, I forget what the number is, like 100,000 Americans hostage or something. These communist regimes, they'll tell massive lies without hesitation because they control every part of the culture and there's nothing out there powerful enough to oppose them. There are people, you think our communists live in an alternate reality. Think what alternate reality you live in if you're in China, if you're in a place like North Korea. It's wild. It's wild. All right. We have headlines I didn't get to. I'll get to a couple more emails here. All that is coming up here in just a second on the Jesse Kelly Show. Oh, and one more thing before I forget. You know you don't have to suffer from allergies at all. I know because I did forever. My eyes mainly. It's mainly my eyes that would drive me batty. I couldn't stand it. And then I found an Eden Pure Thunderstorm because I've always had air purifiers trying to get some kind of allergy relief. You know what I'm talking about, the big towers that make all the noise in the corner. I had a buddy tell me, hey, man, you got to try an Eden Pure. These things are magic. I got one, and full disclosure, probably shouldn't say this, I was totally skeptical. I pulled it out of the box. It's just this little black thing. 
and I plugged it into the wall. It wasn't hardly making any noise. I thought, oh, gosh, here we go. And I come back in my room about two hours later. You could smell how clean the air was. No filter either. No HEPA filter in there. It just cleans the air all the time. I own three of them now. I have one in each in my room, the boys' room, and the living room. Actually, should probably get some more. You can own three, too. If you go to EdenPureDeals.com and use the code JESSE3, that's JESSE and the number three, you get $200 off a three-pack. EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE3. The Jesse Kelly Show. On air and online at jessekellyshow.com. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and we are about to get to headlines I didn't get to. I did want to pay, give this one some special attention, though. Oh, no. Oil prices hit a seven-year high on rising geopolitical tensions, and this is before a potential war with Russia getting involved. And we're already, we're already, I mean, I don't know about you. Last time I filled up, it was eye-popping. I just kind of was half paying attention. And I looked at, I did the double take thing and the inflation. Look, when I tell you to get some gold from Oxford Gold Group, I'm telling you that for a reason. I don't know the future. I'm not acting like I do. I'm genuinely not. I do know this. The value of the dollar is going down. It's going down quickly. And Joe Biden is going to be president of the United States for the next three years. Give Oxford Gold Group a call. They will deliver gold to your front door. Tell them Jesse told you to call. They will take special care of you. I've sent my own father there. They're wonderful people, easy to work with. Call 833-995-GOLD. Get some gold. Nothing drastic. Get some gold delivered to your home. 833-995-GOLD, Oxford Gold Group. Just tell them Jesse told you to call, all right? Let's get to a couple more emails before we get to headlines. Hey, handsome Oracle. See, I like this person already, Chris. Catching up on last week's show, I am a woman and I love Waffle House. God bless you. I'm also a really good cook, but not a snobby cook that cannot appreciate some Waffle House. Frankly, those cooks impress me. There is a hidden gem on the menu in the fine print Oh, it's the grilled ham and cheese sandwich. OMG, it is so good. Not sure if you've tried it. You can get it with a fried egg on it or not. Oh, my gosh. You can do regular bread or Texas toast. Oh, I might have to do that. What, Chris? I might have to do that next time I'm in there. Don't shake your head about that. Um, By the way, Chris, play the play the Joe Biden Afghanistan audio again. I'm not going to yell again. Just play it one more time, please. There is no way to get out of Afghanistan after 20 years easily. Not possible, no matter when you did it. And I make no apologies for what I did. I'm, I'm not going to get upset again. You know, I don't like to do radio like that. I, I'm trying. I, I'm not changing the world here. I don't have an important job. I'm just trying to make your day better for 15, 20 minutes. That's all. That's all I'm trying to do. I enjoy that. I, I, it gives me joy. So I don't like to do yell and scream radio. Uh, I, I did lose my temper about that a little bit at the beginning of the show. Chris actually told me afterwards he had to turn the microphone down. Uh, sorry about that. If you want to hear that, it's on the podcast on iHeart, Google, Spotify. 
in iTunes. I don't like doing yelling radio. It makes me feel yucky. So I feel like I make you feel yucky, and I don't like doing it. But when I hear the President of the United States of America not care about getting 13 of our people incinerated, that just that is such a horrible state of affairs. That's a Democrat, Republican, whatever the case may be, to have the lives of our people that he he cost those lives by what he did to have it mean nothing to him that that, that sucks and now here's a headline by go you know the you know the thing headlines we didn't get to citing abortion views dc restaurant boots a pro life group i've no problem with this cuz i know exactly what what's happening here in america your restaurant shouldn't allow anyone who's pro abortion in there This is what's happening now. If we're going to divide, if we're going to play these games, then let's play these games. Okay, pro-life groups not allowed in there. You announce that you're pro-life before you're allowed to eat in my restaurant. Don't hire any communists. Go out in your parking lot right now. Anyone who has a Joe Biden sticker, fire them immediately. If that's the kind of world we have to live in now, if we're going to play games, let's play games. CNN's Don Lemon downplays the Texas synagogue terrorists Claims suspects were suffering from mental illness. Uh, it is hilarious to hear Don Lemon criticize anyone else's intelligence or mental uh, ability, but I will just say this. Doesn't that bring you back to when ISIS was running wild throughout Europe and America, killing all those people in our disgusting media would every single time say, well, mental health problems. It's mental illness. Well, look, he's got mental health problems. You liars. CDC says cloth masks don't work. Rand Paul got suspended from YouTube for saying the same thing. Just a clever little reminder for you, just helpful little reminder, I guess I should say, that all the institutions you should be able to trust have been lying to you about coronavirus since the second it got here. Olympic athletes warned against mentioning China's human rights violations. Why are we sending our athletes into the nation that just sent a virus out to the world and the athletes are being warned they're not allowed to speak freely? That almost sounds like American social media. King County fired for the un- or fired the unvaccinated. Now they pay $103 an hour to fix staffing crisis. Still one of the most unjust things I've ever seen in my entire life is pointing your fingers at all these people and making all these people work through COVID. And I have no problem. I work through COVID, if you want to call this work. But I've worked through COVID and then coming up with a vaccine mandate under the guise that the vaccine will help stop the spread. We now know it doesn't stop the spread, and yet you're firing all these people. It is so completely unjust. Thanks again, Brett Kavanaugh. Appreciate your help, you loser. New video analysis. Ashley Babbitt chatted with Capitol officers and attempt to calm protesters before being executed. I just want to remind everyone on January 6th, only one person was killed. Her name was Ashley Babbitt. She was killed by Michael Byrd. He's a Capitol Police officer. Uh, He was exonerated with no wrongdoing whatsoever for shooting an unarmed woman through the neck. Fox says NPR's story about Neil Gorsuch refusing to wear a mask is fake news. 
probably a good time. Maybe it's a bad time to bring up that last time Republicans had control of the House, Senate, and presidency, there was not even a veiled attempt to take away government funding from NPR. Gosh, let's hope we're next. In, we're, we're less embarrassing the next time. All right. Tomorrow's show is going to be a blast, as every show is. There won't be any yelling tomorrow. I mean, probably. Depends on how my food is. That's all. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.